Yo, what is up, wrestling fans? What's poppin', man? This is the Wrestling Dickwood Podcast host, Jordan Turner, and I welcome you back to the show today for April 23rd, 2021. Wow, there is a lot of wrestling topics to get to. We're going to jump right into it, talking about all WWE, and I'm going to be talking about Mickey James. We're going to open with that. I got a lot to say about that and give you guys my honest opinions on the whole saga on what happened last night on social media. And I'm going to be doing that coming up next. Edgar, drop that intro. It's time to go to work. Welcome to... You're listening to The Wrestling Takeover. What is your name? With your host, Jordan Turner, who's always going to keep it real. Come on, King. Inside and outside the ring. Let me make myself clear. He's got the band behind him, King. It's time to take over, King. Are you ready? He's all fired up now, King. Takeover. Let's go. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. Wow. Um... Like I said in the beginning of the intro, I'm going to go on a rant. Now, I'm going to stay calm as I possibly can. But, man, I got a lot to say about this Mickey James shit that happened last night on social media. So, pretty much, you guys know what happened. Um, Mickey James got a care package. And it was a trash bag. And it had her first name, Mickey, placed on a green sheet of just paper. And she got all her belongings in a trash bag. Now, Mickey James to me is a legend. She's a Hall of Famer, no question. And the disrespect that somebody would do to her is beyond me. I don't know why you would treat your legends like fucking garbage. You know, WWE has a history of treating their legends like shit. Example, I mean, the feud with... Big Show and Randy Orton, how Randy Orton was mistreating Big Show and putting him down. He was mistreating um, Edge. He was mistreating Ric Flair, Shawn Michaels, Christian. He was mistreating a lot of these, you know, Hall of Famers. And I obviously know Randy Orton was doing his job, but at the same time, it's like, that's fucked up. You shouldn't be treating your legends like that. And WWE doing that, I feel like they get a kick out of it. They love it. They salivate over it, you know, and that's fucked up. And before I move on and talk about Mickey James, I hope she never goes to WWE ever again after this. She's one of the nicest people in this business, but I just hope she does not appear in WWE ever again after this incident. Social media went into a tailspin last night. Um, I still can't believe they did what they did. Um, people are blaming couple of you know wwe management but listen y'all um i'm blaming everybody i'm blaming everybody i'm blaming wwe upper management they're all to blame changes need to be made changes need to be implemented period okay the shows are terrible raw and smackdown suck right there's no creativity there's no passion but in terms of like decision making Vince McMahon, you got to get rid of the yes men in that promotion. And the WWE maybe have found their culprit. Now, I don't believe, I don't really believe Mark Carano did it or not. We don't know. The rumor says that he was fired. Okay. WWE immediately found the culprit, quote unquote, in Mark Carano, and they took action. They fired that motherfucker. If it was Mark Carano, fuck you. You piece of shit. 
I also heard stories too, man, of because he used to run the women's division pretty much, right? And I've heard stories from Eva Marie, Gil Kim, this and that. Stories everywhere on Mark Carano last night on social media. So it seems like it was Mark Carano that did this. And I just don't believe how you would treat a legend like that. I just, I find it weird. And I want to put blame on some of the other wrestling fans in the IWC, not the people listening to my show, but majority of the IWC, you know, wrestling fans out there that are complaining about, oh, it's just a trash bag. Who cares? Okay, so if someone put your belongings in a trash bag, you wouldn't get mad? Bullshit. Bullshit. I'd be pissed. I'd be fucking irate. If someone put my belongings in a fucking trash bag and just put my name on a piece of paper, that's fucked up. That is insanely fucked up. And whoever did it, Mark Carano apparently is the culprit. If it was him... Get him the fuck out. Thank God he was fired. People are blaming Bruce Pritchard. People are saying that Mark Carano was taking the fall for Bruce. I don't give a fuck who did it. They're gone from the company. End of story. All right. And then I'm seeing people on social media. Oh, but Jackson Riker's in the company. And Velveteen Dream's in a... Stop talking. We're not talking about that. We're talking about Mickey James and the situation with Mickey James and how she had her belongings in a trash bag. Period. We're not talking about anybody else. Okay? So stop bringing up other people in this conversation. This is about Mickey James. You know, WWE has a history of disrespecting Mickey James. You guys remember the Piggy James storyline with Michelle McCool and Layla? I remember. Yeah, you see, I remember a lot of shit in terms of WWE. I remember that vividly. They were making fun of Mickey James's weight because at that time, Mickey James was a little chunky around the edges, and you know, WWE pretty much made Layla and Michelle McCool make fun of Mickey James. WWE management was making fun of Mickey James's weight. I don't think Layla and Michelle McCool were doing that, but they were the culprits. They pretty much, in the language of WWE management, I want you to go out there and make fun of Mickey James. I know you guys aren't making fun of her, but we are. So we're going to use you guys as a scapegoat to go and make fun of Mickey James. That's what happened there. And pretty much that's why she was released and let go. She wanted to quit the WWE because of bullying. We all know WWE is, is a bunch of bullies in that company. There, there's people there that just, they just think they're king shit. They think they're king shit. They think their shit don't stink. And like I said, you can't treat your legends like that. Especially with a caliber of Mickey James and fuck WWE for not using her. I get it. She was injured. But come on, man. You couldn't do nothing with Mickey James. I could have done something with her, bro. I could have done something with her. Give me something to do with her, man. I could have figured out something. But you just instead, she was healthy multiple fucking times and... Oh, Mickey James, uh, you're, go away. Find something for her to do. I, I don't get WWE's mentality with certain people. Favoritism is abrupt more than ever before, you know? It's always been there, but this situation with Mickey James, it's fucked up, man. It's fucked up. So... Mark Carano was let go. I'm taking this from Ringside News. So Ringside News 
uh, made an article and pretty much I'm going to read word for word for what they said. So they said that WWE fired Mark Carano from the company after Mickey James went public with receiving her belongings care package in a trash bag. This was apparently the cause of his firing. So did Mark Carano do it or not? People are saying he did. This seems like he did. So it is what it is. So according to Fightful Select, Mark Carano was identified as the point of blame. Like I said, did he do it or not? If somebody else did it, Mark Carano is a scapegoat. He took the fall. So as he was a point to blame for the trash bag incidents to release talent, many in the company have expressed remorse over the trash bag incidents. So Maria Canellis went to Twitter last night. Gail Kim went to Twitter and they were pretty much complaining that this has been happening for years and it's just coming to light. So again, fuck WWE. Fuck you. That's fucked up that you treat your talent like that. I, I didn't see any of the men come out and do and say something like, oh, I had my belongings in a trash bag. I've seen three women, Gail Kim, Mickey James now, and Maria Kanellis. Three women. Does this just happen to women? Because remember, Mark Carano ran the women's division, so it is Mark Carano's fault. I mean, on Total Divas, it was explained that he runs the women's division. So Mark Carano clearly is to blame here. Fuck Mark Carano. This is fucked up. This is a fucked up situation, man. This makes everybody look bad. This makes fans look bad in terms of people, you know, kind of supporting this bullshit. You're supporting this. Oh, Mickey James' stuff was in a trash bag. Who cares? The fuck? Is something wrong? What do you mean, who cares? That's fucked up. That's fucked up, and you're a low-life piece of shit if your opinion stands with... Who cares? It's just a trash bag. I put my stuff in the trash bag. Also to blame, WWE management. Fuck you. Vince McMahon, you need to really think about who you hire and who you don't hire. I would never do anything like that to anybody. And reports are coming out that, you know, Bruce Pritchard had beef with Nick Aldis who is married to Mickey James. And he's taking his anger out on Mickey James. Maybe it was Bruce Pr Like I said, I don't give a fuck who it was. Mark Carano seems to be the culprit because he got fired. He wouldn't have got fired if he didn't do it. So, it is what it is. Now, it was said, I'm still continuing reading the report, so it was said that the situation was taken care of e Immediately, quick, off a snap. Uh, Stephanie McMahon made it clear that the person responsible is no longer with the promotion. So, Carano's role in WWE was largely taken over by Johnny Ace when he came back. He is now officially out of WWE, which could mean he could have gone without an official firing, but without having real duties. Ace started to some of those talents. Carano was responsible for the trash bag mishaps, and that has had to have been taken care of without explanation. Um, explicit, starting with Carano being let go. 
that's fucked up, man. WWE, that's fucked up. That's fucked up, man. And like I said, management in WWE, they got to change. They got to change. Vince McMahon really needs to bring in people that are not assholes. They need to bring, he needs to bring in people that legitimately care about this business and care about the creative direction of both Raw and SmackDown. And Vince just needs to bring in people that are going to have some fucking balls in terms of challenging him, in terms of opinions. You know, Mark Carano was a yes man. Bruce Pritchard is a yes man. Look at Paul Heyman. Why did Paul Heyman get let go? Because he's not a yes man. He's not a yes man. He doesn't kiss ass. Eric Bischoff, he's not a yes man. He doesn't kiss ass. Okay? You see the difference? See the difference, man. Vince McMahon got to get away from the yes men. You got to have someone that's going to challenge you. You have to because you're not going to move forward. You're going to be stuck in the same position. And then when you finally realize, oh, like, this isn't working, we got to make changes. You know, something has to be done, man. I hope Mickey James never goes to WWE ever again. She will get immediately swooped up. No question about it. Mickey James is incredibly talented. She still has a lot to give in women's wrestling. She said she's not done by a long shot. Is she going to go back to TNA Impact Wrestling? Is AEW going to scoop her up? I don't know. We'll see. But I'm going to be happy wherever she goes. I'm going to support her wherever she goes, man. I'm a big fan of Mickey James. She's a legend in this game. And the disrespect that she's been receiving over the past couple decades is beyond me. And it's just sad more than ever before. So that's my thoughts on Mickey James and this whole fiasco situation. Uh, up next, I'm going to be talking about CM Punk and how he says that WWE television is incredibly awful. So CM Punk, again, is from Ringside News. CM Punk explains why he doesn't want to come back to professional wrestling again. So CM Punk hasn't made a return to pro wrestling yet, and he doesn't really want to. That is a big determinating factor that has kept him from making a comeback. While speaking with Sports Illustrated, CM Punk discussed the idea of coming back to pro wrestling. He gets offered to do a lot of things, but now he doesn't need the money. Obviously, he's been saving money. He's good with saving money. He had a, a little stint with UFC. He had money there. Uh, he's writing comics, so he's getting paid from there as well. So more income's coming from CM Punk. I know he's doing, you know, some movies here and there. He's getting paid for those. So CM Punk really doesn't need pro wrestling, man. He has a lot of income coming in from several different sides. So that's great for him. Uh, he wants to only focus on doing the things that he wants to do at this point, which is be in movies, do comic books. That's his passion right now. Y'all got to respect that. I, I love CM Punk just like everybody else. I want CM Punk to come back. Just like y'all. But let's not rush the guy. You know, we'll see what happens with CM Punk, man. But like I said, I'm going to support him. If he comes back, great. It's going to be a moment in time. If he never comes back, we're going to have to just move on. So CM Punk said, I don't know. I've said no before in interviews. I'm no fishing for a deal. I get offered to do a lot of stuff. And I say no to... 90% of it, just because my thing is I need to work with quality human beings. It just seems like maybe in pro wrestling, there is a lack of quality human beings. I don't know. I like doing fun things, quality projects. If there is a fun quality wrestling project that gets sent my way, I will listen. Uh, he continues and says, I, I don't need the money. 
And the way wrestling business is right now, it's wacky. Completely agree with them. You've got WWE who has multi-billion dollar television deals. And the televisions is awful. I'm going to comment on that in a little bit after I'm done with this article. I go back there. I'm just another guy. Facts. And it's not even that. I'd just be another guy that's doing not anything good on television. I want to do stuff that's good. I want my name attached to quality projects where it's fun and it makes people laugh, smile, think, and people don't have to hate watching it. I want to do uh, fun stuff again. Listen, CM Punk, if he returns, great. If not, God bless him. Uh, CM Punk, I agree with you, man. WWE television is fucking trash. Trash. Let me explain to you guys why I'm just going to do this right now. I'm going to explain to you guys why I'm not covering Raw and why I'm not covering Friday Night SmackDown. Start with Monday Night Raw. Like I said, this podcast is going to go a little bit longer. Um, I just want to get my opinions out there. So check this out. Monday Night Raw. I've had people tell me, why am I not covering Raw? I'm going to explain to you guys right now. Monday Night Raw is three hours. Too long. That's strike one. Number two. The show, there's no reason for me to watch. Okay? They run the same matches, segments. Everything feels like it's been done over the past couple weeks. Right? Rinse and repeat. Rinse and repeat. Same thing. That's what Monday Night Raw feels like. There's nothing on that show that is gravitating me. And I'm going to mention The Fiend and Alexa Bliss in a little bit because I have a, a total uh, segment with that that I'm going to be talking about. So, you know, there's nothing on Raw that's grabbing my attention. Women's division's fucking trash. You got Rhea Ripley. You got Asuka. I mean, that's about it. Charlotte, that's three. That's it. That's not a division. It's not a division in my eyes, man. The tag team division, don't get me started. Where's almost? Where is AJ Styles? They are the new Raw Tag Team Champions. They won at WrestleMania. Where are they at? You guys know where they're at? I don't know where they're at. Are they injured? Or are they taking time off? I don't know. WWE, I could solve this real easy for you, man. I'm not the only one in the community that has been preaching this gospel. Merge the tag team divisions. Period. You'll get more teams. The division will feel more fresh. And it will feel important. Do it. Merge the tag team divisions. Vince McMahon, you're the king. You're the boss. You make the calls. Make that call. That's the right call to make. Simple. Now, what other things on Raw that suck? Uh, there's no main stars on that show. Drew McIntyre. <laughs> Listen, Drew McIntyre is boring as fuck now. I don't hate Drew McIntyre. I just think he's boring. There's nothing that Drew McIntyre is doing right now that is awing me. There's nothing that Drew McIntyre is doing that is making me feel invested into what I'm watching. There's nothing. Raw by itself is really tough to get through. Guys, I barely get through Raw. I barely get through three hours. It's boring. That's 
it right there. It's just boring. Same shit. Same segment. WWE is not creative. The creative envelope in WWE on Raw is gone. Is gone. There's no creativity. There's no passion. Period. So Raw's awful. It's not a good wrestling show. I'm sorry. I'm not going to come up here and kiss ass. I'm not going to come up here and be so overly positive on a show that's majority negative. That's not what I do, man. That's not how I roll. If you want to listen to somebody that is overly positive, God bless you. Go ahead. But I'm just going to be real. And the stuff that I'm watching on Raw, it's not good. It's not good whatsoever. What about Friday Night Smackdown? Okay, I got some explaining to do on that. Friday Night Smackdown is better than Raw. Friday Night Smackdown is giving me a reason to watch. You got Bianca Belair, you got Bailey, you got Sasha, you got Roman. But let's be honest. Without Roman Reigns, would SmackDown be watchable? Maybe. Because like I said, you still got Bianca, Bailey, Sasha. But their storyline right now is incredibly lacking. Daniel Bryan and Edge are not on TV right now. Big E and Apollo Crews, I'm kind of over that feud. There's nothing really there. Seth Rollins is great. I love everything about Seth Rollins. But outside of Roman, at least Roman, there's something for me to go out and watch. And I'm not going to lie. I've been majority of Raw and SmackDown. I haven't really been watching the whole shows. I would go on YouTube and watch clips. And that sucks. I can't believe I said that. But I'm, I'm real with you guys. I'm honest. That's what I've been doing. And um, I don't want to do that anymore. I, I want to review the shows in terms of watching them. You know, I do Raw reviews and stuff. But I, uh, I don't really watch the whole show. I have to go back and watch them. You know, because I turned it off on a segment or whatever. But CM Punk, ultimately at the end of the day, CM Punk saying that WWE television is awful, he's correct, 100%. And that's just the reality of the situation, you guys. The ratings are proving that. You know, SmackDown's up and down. SmackDown's better than Raw, no question, for sure. But they're not consistent in terms of ratings. They go down to a 1 and they go up to a 2. Raw is... I feel bad for Monday Night Raw, man. Whoever's running Raw, you really need help, and I'm here to help you. I will help you because I'm one of the most creative people in the IWC, no question. Nobody's on my level in terms of creativity, bro. I will help the WWE to get Raw to where it should be. Give me the roster now and just let me go. Let me do my own thing. I'll get those ratings up in no time, for sure. Before the end of the year, I'll get those ratings up big time to where they are now. You can't do worse than a one, right? You can't. So I agree with CM Punk and him shooting on the WWE and the television storylines. It's just the reality of it, guys. So now the next topic I want to get to, man, I want to get to something about The Fiend. Listen, I have been the most Fiend fan, fanatic, whatever you want to call it. A mark for the fiend. Absolutely. I'm guilty of that. And I will admit that I'm guilty of that. Okay. I'm finding it incredibly difficult to get invested in the fiend and what they're doing. When I first seen the fiend. Well, I mean, when we all first seen him. I mean, this guy was the next Undertaker. You can't fuck up this character. Right? They fucked it up. 
Strike one, Hell in a Cell, Seth Rollins. I say to myself, okay, I was pissed. I'm still pissed. I can't get over it. Let me go to strike two. Bill Goldberg. Fuck Bill Goldberg. He beat the Fiend. I lost my shit. I lost it. I was speechless for like five minutes. I couldn't believe it. I really can't. And I still can't. And then he loses again. Randy Orton at WrestleMania. They don't like him. They don't. I'm lost for words because I'm just so upset. They never liked the Fiend character. I don't know why they never liked them. They they just never liked the Fiend character, the WWE management. They didn't get it. Because if they got it, he'd be booked similar in terms of protection like The Undertaker. And he never was. It's like he was, you know, an underdog throughout this entire character development. For me, this guy would be number one, no question. You guys would still be talking about The Fiend if I was in charge. No question. I get where people are coming from when they say, oh, Jordan, get over The Fiend and all this bullshit. I'm, I'm, I don't want to because I, I think The Fiend is great. Booker T is, I would say he's kind of correct in terms of saying, like I talked about last week when he said that uh, The Fiend is not about wins and losses. Well, Booker, I get it. I understand where you're coming from, but at the same time, this motherfucker needs to win matches. He can only lose when it makes sense. Do you not get that? Look at The Undertaker. I, I, I don't like copy and pasting. But the Fiend should have copied and pasted with his image with The Undertaker. Undertaker loses. He does lose. But he loses when it makes sense. He loses when it calls for it. When the situation calls for it. When the feud calls for it. That's when The Undertaker loses. Why couldn't you do the same thing? The same blueprint for the fiend oh wait Vince McMahon didn't create the fiend that was Bray Wyatt that was Mike Rotunda that was his character that wasn't Vince McMahon's why is the Undertaker so great why is the Undertaker in many eyes in my eyes the goat of pro wrestling why is he the greatest character of all time in modern pro wrestling history oh wait that's because Vince McMahon created him why is Kane in that discussion too Vince McMahon created him. Why is Mankind in that discussion? Vince McMahon created them. Vince did not create The Fiend. And Bray Wyatt should have known that from the get-go, from Jump Street. He's to blame for that. The rest, that's all Vince McMahon. Period. It's crazy, man. I still like The Fiend, but I'm at that point where I'm just like, The Fiend's not special anymore. He's not. He's not. And that's just the reality that I have to face. So that's pretty much it. Um, I got one more for WWE in the topic department, man. Karrion Cross and John Cena. John Cena's on social media, and uh, he is fooling everybody, as usual, planting seeds. But, you know, Vince McMahon, he doesn't like matches being planned that he can't book. Karrion Cross and John Cena was trending on social media. People were excited. People were amped. 
Oh, we're going to get a Karrion Cross John Cena bout soon. Vince McMahon, I don't know what he was thinking. Maybe he told Cena to do that. Maybe he's talking to Karrion Cross right now. We don't know. They're planting seeds early. We don't know. People are talking about John Cena retiring. John Cena has a couple more matches left in the tank. I personally don't want Cena to retire because it's just going to feel weird. It's going to feel different. And I, I want to see Cena wrestle a couple more times. Um, over, the, I believe it started around like Kevin Owens when he was feuding with KO. I started to more respect, well, not respect, but I've always respected John Cena. But in terms of becoming a fan, it was around that time where I started to become more of a fan of John Cena and his work ethic and his in-ring ability. That's where he changed his in-ring style. It was with Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens where he started to kind of take risks. And um, that was great. And um, I love what John Cena is doing. And I'm happy that he's happy. You know, he's in Hollywood. He's doing his thing. And I, I want to see Cena come back. I really do. I, I want to see WWE have a feud with John Cena Similar to his feud with The Rock where it was a year and everything like that. And it culminated at WrestleMania. It's carrying cross that guy. He can. He can. Um, I do want to see John Cena go after 17. Right? Or is it 18? I don't know. He's going to beat Ric Flair's record eventually. That story, more than anything, is legendary. And I'm going to kind of pitch an idea right now involving John Cena. You can do carrying cross. I would love it. John Cena is a big advocate of carrying cross. Apparently, he's been watching a carrying cross and what he's been doing. I love it. The teases are there. But I'm telling you right now, Roman Reigns, this version versus John Cena is money, print, money for the WWE. That has to happen. We need to see a pipe bomb similarity part two this time with this version of Roman Reigns, the tribal chief, Roman Reigns. That's what's got to happen. You can do carrying cross John Cena. John Cena going after a new guy, going after a new gun. It's carrying cross. He is so dominant. He's killing the wrestling scene right now. He loses the NXT championship. Goes up to the main roster, immediately wins the WWE Championship, goes on a huge run. Karen Cross mentions John Cena here and there. John Cena comes back. Maybe he wins the Royal Rumble, and we get Karen Cross, John Cena. We get that dream match. And John Cena puts over Karen Cross clean. I remember John Cena mentioned to Ric Flair all those years ago. I remember this. I believe it was on television. Or on an interview, but I remember this fondly. John Cena mentioned that he does not want to beat Ric Flair's record, but Ric Flair wants John Cena to beat his record. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, but Karrion Cross and John Cena, I would really love to see it. That is a big mega match. And if it happens at WrestleMania 38 in Dallas and AT&T, that's a big type of statement type match for Karrion Cross to beat John Cena and to go up to the next level. If you beat John Cena, it's a big deal. So I would love to see Karen Cross and John Cena go at it. And uh, that is it for the WWE. I'm going to take a little short break. But when I go back, um, I'm going to talk about some topics for AEW and then end the podcast with some Impact Wrestling Conversations. 
What's poppin', y'all? I'm back. All right. Time to talk AEW All Elite Wrestling. Now, check this out. Um, AEW. Simone Joe got released. Chelsea Green got released. Mickey James got released. Some others got released as well. I don't know why everybody has an infatuation with this. Why do you guys want everybody to go AEW? You guys got to cut that shit out. You guys got to cut that out. Not everybody can go to AEW. Doesn't AEW have a budget? They're not the WWE. They're not worth billions of dollars. Okay, they have a budget. They cannot sign everybody. Fucking wrestling fans, man, sometimes. You guys are greedy as fuck. You know, Andrade got released. They can use Andrade. You can put them with the Trinidad. She got released. They got to pay her too. You know what I mean? What about Samoa Joe? Samoa Joe go to AEW. People are saying Chelsea Green, Andrade, Zelina Vega, the Trinidad, Samoa Joe. Tony Khan cannot pay all those people. Okay? He already has too many people on his roster that he's not using. You're going to bring them involved? So you're going to put those people over the people that have been a day one-ish? For AEW, that's fucked up. That's fucked up. But I don't want them to turn into WCW. And I, Eric Bischoff mentioned this as well. Some others in the wrestling community have mentioned this. I don't want AEW to turn into WCW where the landfill of WWE releases, WWE firings are going to a, a rival promotion. I don't want to see that. If it was me personally, you know, CM Punk. People are saying CM Punk might go to AEW. We don't know. Maybe Tony Khan is saving his money for CM Punk. You guys got to think. You guys can't just go on social media and say, this one goes AEW, this one, this one, this one. It's not how it works, bruh. It's not how it works. I want to talk about the women's division. My next topic, man. Chelsea Green and Mickey James can no question go to uh, AEW and be involved in the women's division. Absolutely. Them two would elevate the women's division even more so. It's crazy because Tessa Blanchard hasn't signed with any wrestling promotion yet. She can still go to AEW. AEW might have a different perspective on Tessa Blanchard. We don't know. She's very valuable, man. I eat, Listen, Tessa Blanchard said this and that. No question. Have I lost respect for her? Yeah. Am I still a fan of her work and ring work? Of course I am. I'm a big fan of Tessa Blanchard. She's She's one of the best in the world, even though she hasn't wrestled. When she comes back, she's going to make an impact. No question. Hopefully, she makes an impact in her personal life. And uh, she improves. Because her wrestling is always going to be there. You feel me? So, Tessa Blanchard, to me, is a big uh, piece in the AEW women's division. Chelsea Green as well. Mickey James as well. Jordan Grace, who's... Rumored to be coming a free agent in the next couple months in May. She's going to be a free agent. So AEW has a lot. They got Britt Baker. They got Thunder Rosa. They got people, man. I got to say, the AEW Women's Vision is blossoming very well. If Jordan Grace, Tessa Blanchard, Chelsea Green, Mickey James, if all those women go to AEW... We're looking at AEW competing with the Monday Night Raw, a SmackDown, and NXT, no question. And with Impact Wrestling in terms of being 
one of the best women's divisions in all of North America in pro wrestling. Absolutely, if they get all of them, especially if they get all those women. Now, if they get only three, like let's just say Jordan Grace, Tessa, and Chelsea Green, those are impact like marquee players in any women's division, any wrestling promotion around the world. So this year can turn into something crazy for AEW because they got some women on the women's division already that is blossoming into megastar potential. You got Jade Cargill, of course. She's going to be there. She's going to be one of the mega stars. You got uh, Red Velvet. You got her as well. You got Thunder Rosa. You got Britt Baker, who I believe has always been the 1A to any other women's division in that promotion. Uh, she's always been that top-tier level star. They love her. You can tell. And she's great. So, uh, Britt Baker, I'm a big fan of Britt Baker now more than ever. Um, I've always been a fan, but just her wrestling ability was trashed. Now, it's so much better. It's so much improved. So, shout out to Britt Baker. I'm not even done. They got Tainaya Conti, who was formerly in WWE. She's progressing. She's coming along. And then you added Chelsea Green or Jordan Grace or Tessa or Mickey James. Y'all, this women's division can turn into some of the best in pro wrestling. No question. So, the women's division is blossoming very well. Um, I don't want all these... Uh, fired superstars going to AEW because it's going to turn into like a WCW thing again, and I don't want that because it's going to be a pretty, pretty, pretty much a uh, WWE landfill, and I don't want that for AEW. Um, I want to talk about Jim Ross. So Jim Ross recently talked about Will Osprey. He mentioned that he wants Will Osprey in AEW. Now, I don't know if he's going to go to AEW. I have no idea, but he talked about uh, Will Ospreay maybe going to AEW. So we'll see. He's a big fan of Will Ospreay. I mean, give me a break. Who isn't a fan of Will Ospreay? Who is not a fan of Will Ospreay? Let me find an article right now, man. Here we go. Never mind. No, it's not. Where's Jim Ross at, man? Here we go. All right. I'm taking it from Ringside News. So, AEW has many talent members of the roster, but there is always room to add someone like Will Ospreay to the mix. If you ask Jim Ross, Ospreay would be a great addition to the company's roster. Jim Ross knows a thing or two about scouting talent. He did it for WWE and was quite successful at it. He also ran talent relations for many years. During his Grilling JR podcast, the WWE Hall of Famer announced Express and his desire to see Will Ospreay mix it up with the AEW roster. He believes that they could uh, produce some great results if he wrestled for Tony Khan. So Jim Ross said, I quote, I wish he wrestled in AEW. He's too great here. He's not here for, you know, I don't know what if uh, that means a lot for him or not. I know he could probably make some more money if he's making uh, wherever he is making currently right now. That's just my guess. We know he'd have more creative freedom if he wrestled for Tony Khan than if he wrestled for Vince McMahon. I think that's one of the uh, aggressive things about our company is that everyone is growing and everything is growing. You get to have a bigger influence on your creative. I know guys here in AEW that outlined their whole program. I think that's cool as hell. It gives them some creative release and wrestles are creative by narrative and by nature. So we'll see. 
what happens with uh, Will Ospreay, man. Um, Will Ospreay in AEW would be uh, be great. You know, it'd be pretty cool if he went to AEW. But my thing is this, like, I'm looking at people in AEW right now, like Miro's finally getting a push, even though he hasn't really been doing anything. You know, Pac hasn't really done much. Lucha Bros haven't done much. And then Will Ospreay's going to come in here. Like, does Will Ospreay even want to go to AEW? Does Will Ospreay want to go to WWE? Apparently, he said he never wants to go to WWE. Does Will Ospreay want to retire in New Japan Pro Wrestling? Does he want to come to America? I don't know. I have no idea. But what I do know is Will Ospreay is incredibly talented. He's one of my favorite wrestlers in the world right now. He's in a top five. Easy. Uh, I believe my top five, just without no particular order, uh, Will Ospreay, Walter, Roman Reigns, um, Kenny Omega, and then number five would be Seth Rollins. Or, excuse me, I'm sorry, Adam Cole. Adam Cole. Adam Cole's up there, man. So that's my five. And um, Will Ospreay is just incredibly talented. On the mic, he's improving very much. I love the Kingpin gimmick that he's doing, that he's rolling with in New Japan Pro Wrestling. And um, if he's in AEW, man, that's going to benefit AEW in the long run. That's going to benefit uh, Will Ospreay, too, get more eyes on him as well, on the mainstream audience. So that's going to be great. We'll see what happens with Will Ospreay. So... Um, we could uh we could be seeing that down the line. Maybe Will Ospreay does go to AEW, or he stays in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, whatever he does, I'll support. So Jim Ross obviously just scouting talent. So we'll see. Now I want to end the podcast with this insane topic having to do with Impact Wrestling. So apparently, Impact Wrestling the the name Impact Wrestling might be returning pretty soon not for what you think so the tna brand could return and become a new platform to host action for the knockouts division okay number one um tna the brand needs to return period i've said that multiple times on the podcast i've said that on twitter tna the three letters need to come back so Scott DeMore recently appeared on the TMFI wrestling show and he talked about the possibility of the TNA brand returning. He said that it's a real possibility. I quote, as we come out of this pandemic environment and get back out there, certainly that's a possibility. It's a possibility that the TNA brand could return. I think it's one of the things that many and certainly not at the top of the list, but no one and no things that are in the pandemic has robbed us of it. And the opportunity to see the label's TNA return will be huge. We have so many unbelievable knockouts. Maybe we'll end up continuing to grow the knockouts division and give them their own separate platform. The TNA brand has a sense of nostalgia and Impact Wrestling realizes that. Since they've had the priority, they might as well use it. We'll have to wait and see. You know what I mean? What happens? Listen. Them bringing the label TNA back just for the knockouts, I don't like that. Um, if you're going to bring TNA back, just bring it as an overall just... I know it's nostalgia. No question. Of course, it's nostalgia and everything like that. But if they're going to bring back TNA, just rebrand it, even though they kind of rebranded Impact Wrestling. 
Just fucking rebrand the words TNA, please. Just bring back TNA. WWE has WWE. AEW is AEW. Impact Wrestling just me sounds very low budget, if you know what I mean. TNA making a return. The funny thing is it was actually a great company years ago. They were really popular around like 2005, 2006. And then once Hulk Hogan and Eric Bischoff came, it went downhill with Kevin Nash and all this other bullshit uh, in terms of management. So Impact Wrestling is rebranding. They're doing great things. They got Rebellion on Sunday. And uh, we'll see what happens on that show. Uh, I believe Kenny Omega will become the new Impact Wrestling World Champion. Rich Swan might win. I don't know what management in terms of Impact they're going to do. Are they going to want another wrestler from another different promotion winning their World Championship? Possibly. Possibly. We'll have to wait and see. But uh, that's all I got for you guys today. I hope you guys enjoyed these topics. And um, I will see you guys next week for Raw. Some more stuff coming up, man. I am probably not going to be reviewing Rebellion. I'll let you guys know. Keep you guys up to date on social media. Follow me on Twitter at JT Takeover. Follow the podcast on Instagram at The Wrestling Takeover. And make sure you guys please go subscribe and follow on all podcast platforms, iTunes, Acre, Spotify, Google Play, and other podcast platforms. This is the Creative King, man. I'm signing off today. You guys have a good one. If you guys are watching Friday Night SmackDown, man, uh, good luck to that. Um, like I said, I'll be bringing back the reviews for uh, SmackDown and uh, Raw, but it just depends on if the show's going to get better. If it's not going to get better, I don't want to waste my time. And um, as replacements for those, um, I'll just be talking about some little topics that are on my mind that I want to talk about on the podcast. So until, you know, the shows get better, you guys will be getting some little podcast episodes talking about like a certain storyline or a certain character that I want to talk about involving the WWE. So until then, until next time, I'll catch you guys later. Y'all have a good rest of your day. Yeah. Baby, girl, you're so damn fine, no Wanna know if I can hit it from behind, though I'm sipping on you like some fine wine, though When it's over, I press rewind, though Talking bands, I got it Benjamins in my pocket I in my truth for some robins And he's playing Batman, fat, he's gonna rob him yeah. I got the Glock in my robin 17 shots, no 38, yeah I got the Glock in my robin 17 shots, no 30 Yeah, she's fine Wondering where she be mine Walk past, I pray